You're listening to the Secrets of Successful Business podcast, your go-to source for business tips, tricks, and proven strategies that will help you create a streamlined and profitable business. We chat to the best minds in business about their journey. It is so worth it and it can take time, but it's highly beneficial. How they started. It's going to be really hard. There'll be moments where you regret all of it, but there are such high moments as well and just constantly persevere. What they learned along the way. Quickly discovering what your boundaries are and putting them in place and sticking to them. And of course, we'll ask them for their secret sauce for creating a successful business. I would say to anyone who wants to start a business, have a purpose. Join us as we take a sneak peek behind the curtain, talk solutions for those business pain points, working smarter, not harder, mindset and the challenges of fitting it all in with the demands of today's busy lifestyle. If you're a business owner, side hustler or just starting your business journey, this podcast is for you. Now, here's your host, business coach and content creator, Justine McLean from Flossy Creative. Hello, and thanks for joining me on the podcast today. In case we haven't met, I'm Justine, a small business owner on a mission to uncover and share the secrets of creating and running a profitable, sustainable, and successful business. I've been in business for over 20 years now, and I get to use all that I've learned along the way to help other women in business reduce the overwhelm, gain visibility around their numbers, charge what they're worth, and make more money. It's about designing a life you love that fits into your definition of success. So if I can help you create the profitable business you deserve, please reach out. Now, without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. Today's episode is going to be about selling your business because when I sold off part of my business early in 2023, it sparked a big conversation. People wanted to know why I sold the business or sold off part of the business. And I addressed that in another podcast, but then people were really interested in how I set my business up so that I could sell it. And it was a very deliberate decision that I made when I set up my company, Flossy Creative, back prior to the pandemic. I am someone who has always been a multi-passionate entrepreneur. And so I always had various income streams in my business. And one of the biggest income streams in my business was my bookkeeping and Baz compliance business. That sat under the umbrella of Flossy Creative with its own business name, Business Bookkeeping Advantage. And I had set it up that way quite deliberately because I had hoped when I started that someday I would be able to sell off that part of the business. Obviously, starting that business was very inexpensive. I literally had my computer, which I already had, and I became a member for or a partner with Zero. So there was not very much cost uh, per se in starting my business. And so I knew that when I made that decision to sell, the payday was going to be a big payday, but I was also hyper aware that I would be selling the biggest income stream in my business so that I would have to think about replacing that. So these were all things that I thought about when I was setting up my company and pulling these different 
income streams of business into that umbrella. But I would say to you that whether you have a company and you've got various income streams or whether you have a single business and you think that one day maybe you want to sell that business, because let's be honest, not everybody goes into business to sell their business. My first piece of advice is that you really need to understand your exit plan before you even start. So start with the end in mind. And this first came about this conversation because I was talking to one of my school friends at a 20 year reunion and I told him that I'd started a business and that business was actually a retail and e-commerce business. And he said, oh, that's great. So what's your exit plan? When are you going to sell that business? And I thought, oh, hang on a minute. I've just opened this business. I'm not planning on selling it yet. But you know, he was right. You, I needed to have an exit plan at the beginning. So the way that I set my business up, I needed to know what my end goal is. I needed to know when I wanted to get out and I needed to know that everything was in place so that I would be able to do that. So I would say to you, start with the end in mind. Think about what your exit plan is. If you've been in business for a while and you're thinking that you want to sell your business, then have a think about what your exit plan is now. Even if you've been in business for five years or 10 years, have a think about what that is right now. So that involves things like the ideal time for selling, the financial target, how much money you think you want to earn when you sell your business and what you're prepared to accept because what you want and what your business is worth are two very different things. And then think about any personal or professional aspirations that might be tied to that sale because a lot of business owners almost become their business. And so when it comes time to sell, they find that separation very hard and they end up quite lost and they don't know what to do next. So you need to have a a think about all of those things. And when you know what your exit strategy is, when you know what the timing of your exit strategy is, and when you know uh, what you're prepared to sell your business for and that you're going to be okay uh, when you sell because you will be okay, you're more than your business, then it's about working backwards and making sure that all of the, the foundations of your business are really solid. Because my business, the reason that I attracted the potential buyers that I attracted to my business, and in all honesty at the time, I wasn't even really selling my business. But the reason people were attracted to my business was because I did have those strong foundations in place. So the first thing that means is that you need to have that really clear vision, mission, and values of your business. You need to know what that's all about. So once you know those things, then it's about really building the robust foundations in finance, in your internal systems and processes, and in team. So one of the things that helped me sell my business, the part of the business that I sold so easily was because I could sell my business as what is called a going concern. So it literally meant that on the 31st of January at 5 p.m., I walked out of my business and on the 1st of February at 9 a.m., the new owner walked into my business and essentially my clients should have been none the wiser. Now, obviously, I'd had a conversation with all of them. They all knew that I was going to sell. But a going concern basically means that the new owner can pick up where you left off seamlessly. Everything's in place. Systems, processes, the financial foundations are are solid. 
you've got a strong team in place and it's all systems go. So there's not that downtime, there's not that lost revenue because people have to start from scratch or rework things. So if selling your business is something that you're thinking of, you need to go back, make sure you have articulated what your vision is for the business, what the mission is, who the va- your business values, who your ideal client is, and then have those strong foundations in finance, internal systems and processes, and in team. And when we're talking about finances, you also need clean and transparent financial records. These are really essential if you want to attract serious buyers. So many business owners start a business, they put the finances on the to-do list for down the track. Uh, I'll do that when the business is, is a success. I'll do that when I'm making a bit more money. I'll feel like a real business when I've got more clients, but you never know when your business is going to take off and you never know when a potential buyer is going to come along and want to buy your business. So if you don't have any clean financial records, and I'm not just talking about a spreadsheet, that's not going to cut it. You can't give someone who wants to buy your business a spreadsheet. You need a proper report out of a reputable finance cloud accounting system, Zero MYOB. QuickBooks and so on, you need to have that information to be able to hand that over to the prospective owners and say, okay, if we're at this stage where you're thinking of selling my business, here are my records. You can see my profit and loss. You can see how my business is going, how I perform through the peaks and troughs through the year and what my business is worth. And I think if you've got those clean records, if you've got those financial foundations in place, and you incorporate great business money habits and practices in your business and you stay tax compliant, so everything is up to date, then you've ticked that box. You've got clean financial records and business owners are going to be prepared to take that next step of looking at the finances when it comes to being interested in your business. Because having a great product is one thing, but if you can't back it up with reports that look healthy, then forget about it. You're never going to sell your business. That's just the cold, hard reality of it. So the other thing that you need to do, particularly if you're going to sell or particularly if you have made a date with yourself that you want to sell your business, let's say in 12 months time, what you need to do is sit down and work out how you can maximize your business's profitability and growth. Because potential business owners, potential buyers are looking for businesses with a history of consistent profit and potential growth. There is no question about that. They want to know where the growth potential is and where the payday is for them. So how quickly can they make their money back? And they want to know that the business that they're buying is one that is profitable. So if that means that you need to go in and do a real audit of your business, cuts the guts out of the costs, really think about your pricing to show that profitability, then that's what you need to do. And that's not a task that gets done five minutes before you're going to sell. That's a task that is an ongoing task and it's in place years before you want to sell. And so some of the things you might like to think about when you're maximizing profitability and growth is whether you can have those diverse revenue streams in your business. The other thing that you really need to think about is documenting all of your standard operating procedures. Because remember I said that the three things that business owners are or business buyers, sorry, are looking for is robust finances. So clean financial records and 
clearly showing where there's the opportunity for profitability and growth. It's those internal systems and processes and its team. So having your standard operating procedures all written down, really clear, comprehensive, so that it's going to make the transition easier for new owners is absolutely essential. So I think it's about finding a system. It doesn't have to be an expensive system. It can be as simple as putting it into Google Docs, but start from the beginning again. Every single thing that you do more than once in your business, have a system or a procedure for. Have a a process that someone can come in and seamlessly follow because then that way, whether it's a new staff member that you're onboarding or whether it's someone coming in buying your business, you can hand that over and it's essentially a paint by numbers on how to run your business. And then of course, it's team. It's about understanding the value of the team that you have in place and really creating a team that has uh, your support and permission to do their jobs. That's really important because a new business buyer is going to want to bring across team so that it makes their life easier when they're taking over. Now, That's not always the case. I'll be absolutely honest about that. There are some people who don't want any of the old team when they buy a business and they'll get rid of everybody and that's their call. And if you're selling and you know that's potentially what might happen, it might mean that you will take a step back and you might not sell. For me, it was really important that my team, my entire team could go with the sale of the business because I didn't want them to be out of pocket. I didn't want them to go to a new owner who was going to pay them less, devalue them, give them less hours. So all of that for me was part of the negotiation. And for me, it meant that when the team went across, I knew what a valuable part of the business they were because they all understood their roles. They all understood how to do their job and they all did their job really well. And I could show that quite clearly to the new owners. So they're the three main things that you need to have set up in terms of a business sale to be able to sell your business and do it really seamlessly. But if you want to add a bit more value for a potential buyer, then some other things that you could think about, the relationships that you have with your suppliers and your customers, making sure that you are building strong relationships with your customers and suppliers as you go, it can really positively impact the sale of your business. So that's nurturing customers through regular contact, through emails, not just when you're selling, but all of the time. Making sure that your potential buyers understand how your customers are adding that value and how you can add further value to the business by maintaining those relationships. And it's the same with your supplier relationships as well. I think the other things that you need to think about when you're uh, thinking of selling is making sure that all the dots, I's are dotted and all the T's are crossed. So making sure that you have been compliant with all the uh, relevant laws, regulations, that your tax is up to date, that you've got all your insurances in place, any legal requirements that are associated with business, make sure that they're ready to go before you think about selling. And then you might also want to have a think about the timing of your sale because that can really play a crucial role in when you sell. So you might want to sell, for example, if you're a retail store, you might want to sell after Christmas because you know that's when you're going to make the most money. If you are in 
bookkeeper or a BAS agent, again, you might want to sell after that quarter to return because you know that you're going to make money in doing the sale at that time. So have a think about the timing of the sale as well. And then I think it's about just making sure that the business that you are sending out there is one that is ready to go, that there's nothing that you need to do to that is going to stop that sale going through. If you have got intellectual property, for example, or you need trademarks, make sure that they're all in place, that they're ready to go as well. But think strategically then uh, about your plan for your business. Sure, you can have a scalable business model in place, but you might not choose to enact that plan. Maybe that is part of the saleability, part of the cachet that you have for selling your business. You say to the new owners, actually, this has the potential to scale and grow beyond the current state. And here is how. Here are the strategies that I don't want to put in place, but that can help you grow this business. So keep that in mind as well. The other thing you should do is to have some idea of what your business is worth. And look, there are lots of ways that you can value a business. You can value a business based on income, expected future cash flows. You can compare your business to other businesses in a similar industry. You can have the two times valuation. There are lots of different ways uh, that you can value a business, way too many to go into in this podcast. But my recommendation to you, if you are thinking of selling before you actually choose to sell, is to go to someone you trust, hopefully your accountant, and talk to them about what the business is worth. Now, a good accountant is going to not only make that determination based on the figures that they can see in front of them and what's happened in the past, but they're going to look at what the potential is for future growth, what the potential is for future sales in your business. They'll factor that in. And if they're really good, they'll go out and they'll talk to their colleagues, people who they know have got businesses in similar industries, and you'll get a valuation based on a collective rather than one person's opinion. Now, having said that, just because you get a particular valuation for your business, it doesn't mean that's what it's worth. Just like anything you're selling, your business's value is worth what somebody is prepared to pay for it. So that might be the valuation you get from your accountant. It might be way more than that. It might be way less than that. Bottom line is it's up to you to decide what your sale number is, whether you choose to sell for what the offer is, whether you choose to negotiate, whether you choose to hold on for more, that is totally up to you. And there's nothing wrong with saying no, that is not enough money. I think you have to go in to any valuation or negotiation for the value of your business, putting how you feel about your business from a personal point of view to one side, because As I said earlier, it's really easy to get wrapped up, to have your identity wrapped up in your business, to think that your business is who you are. And so naturally, if someone comes back and tells you that the business isn't worth very much, you see that as a direct reflection on you that maybe you're not worth very much. And that's just a nonsense. So I think it's really important to depersonalize the business when it comes to the sale and when it comes to the valuation know your number going in 
and know where you're prepared to negotiate. So super important. And if you've got someone you can talk to who is really good at business, by the way, when it comes to the pointy end where you need to make a decision about what money you want to take for your business, that's great to have someone to bounce ideas off. I was lucky enough to have my husband, but I was very particular about what I wanted to sell my business for. It was more than it had been valued for. And my strategy was to talk to the potential buyer to negotiate the terms of the sale. And we managed to do that successfully. And we were both happy in the end. Okay. They're all my tips in terms of how to set your business up for sale. But right now you're probably thinking, okay, if that's my decision, if that's what I decide to do, how do I find these potential buyers? So there are various ways you can find potential buyers. Obviously you can be lucky like me. You can have a couple of people approach you at the same time. I was just incredibly fortunate that happened. But if you don't want to sit around and wait for someone to pop out of the woodwork and offer to buy your business, then why not consider going to a business broker and talk to a business broker about what they can do to sell your business, how much commission they're going to take, what the audience is like, how much it's going to take for you to advertise your business. You could go to a private equity firm. They have similar similar services that they offer. And of course, you can also go to your competitors. You can go to people who you would normally be competing with in business and give them the first opportunity to buy. Friends are another place to think about selling your business because quite often your friends will be interested in what it is you're doing or they'll know someone who is interested in what you're doing and who uh, wants to buy your business. So I would try all the avenues. I would talk to your competitors, private equity firms, business brokers, the people who provide those sales services, even speak to your accountant because they are likely to know some potential buyers among their own clients, people who have money to invest that are looking to invest. And then of course, there are groups like Tech Ready Women, for example, Business Chicks, where you could probably go into those forums and ask if anybody is interested in buying a business. At the end of the day, it's about attracting the right buyer at the right time who is going to pay the right amount of money that will have you happily exiting your business. And then once you've made that decision and you say goodbye to your business, it's a sad day, but it's also, you'll also feel that feeling of, wow, you've really achieved something. And then the next thing is taking the time to make a decision about what it is you want to do next. So I hope that I have answered your questions today about how to set your business up for sale. I know that there's many listeners who have been waiting for this episode for a while now. I got there eventually. I hope it's helped you in terms of thinking about whether your business is something you want to sell. Before I go, I will mention one of the questions that I get asked all the time is, my business is in my own name. Can I still sell my business? The answer is absolutely you can. The new buyer can work around the fact that your business is named after you. My business that I sold was called Business Bookkeeping Advantage, but there's no question that people came to that business for me. And so when I went to sell, I just needed to make sure I was selling to the right person, the person who I believed 
to the best of my knowledge, was going to look after my business and my clients exactly how I would want to be looked after. So yes, if your business is in your own name, you can absolutely sell. There are always workarounds. So as I said, that's it from me today. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you've got something out of this podcast and I will see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Secrets of Successful Business podcast. For more information on all things business, head to flossy.com.au and make sure you hit subscribe on the show so you don't miss another new episode. If you're enjoying the show, please give it a quick rating or review, share it on your socials or with friends who might enjoy it. Catch you next time.